Hello there and welcome to a special edition of TWM, the weekly roundup programme of the Scottish Football Monitor, asking the questions that the mainstream media will not ask, right here at sfm.scot. I'm John Cole and uh, we're not due back until the football season is underway but a lot's been happening, uh, especially the recent news at Ibrox concerning the deal that the Rangers board have made with Mike Ashley and that's left many of us with more questions than answers. So we thought we'd try to cut through the forest of spin put together by the mainstream media over the whole thing and find out exactly what's going on if we can. David Lowe will join us and hopefully shine a light to some extent uh, on the darkness. As well as what appears to be a record with Ashley, Rangers have also attracted another investor, Hong Kong businessman Julian Walhart, who is the chief executive of a private equity firm. The news has also given rise to competing claims that he is the herald of serious inward Chinese investment or that he's a placement for Dave King. The deal with Ashley involved a fans group and Walhart buying half each of the sports direct owner's shares and the ripping up, reportedly, of a seven-year deal between Sports Direct and Rangers being replaced, also reportedly, with a better one. But is it better? Uh, And does the activity over the last week point to any other underlying developments? On the face of it, uh, it appeared to have been a good week for Rangers and Dave King, but the chairman then decided to grasp defeat from the jaws of victory with an unsolicited outburst that Celtic's six in a row was in fact only two in a row because there wasn't any Rangers presence for four of those years. Uh, Was that just a rant? Or again, is there something else going on? I can now welcome David Lowe back to the programme. Thanks for joining us, David. It's been a good week for Rangers and King. No? Well, we don't know, do we? I mean, what we've basically had is... Uh, an announcement saying, you know, a shareholder, in this instance, Mike Ashley, has sold his shares. And those shares have been purchased by the fans' organisation, Club 1872, and yet another uh, name from a faraway location. So there's no new money going into Rangers as a consequence of this. So I don't think you can read that much into what was announced at all at this juncture. Uh, the best way of working out what's good for Rangers and what Rangers need is to look at uh, reliable documents. And the most reliable document that uh, are affecting Rangers is its last set of published and audited accounts. And those accounts basically told you that uh, Rangers International Football Club PLC was essentially insolvent without the continued ongoing support of certain directors and investors. Uh, this is exactly what the document said, and it said that uh, f- further funds you know, would be produ- uh, invested in the club uh, over the course of uh, the season that ended a few months ago, and that it would be also required in the season 2017-2018. Uh, so that, that's a published and independently audited set of accounts. And until uh, Rangers International comes up with more money, more, more investment, you can't really tell what position they're in. The financial year end for the club ends this week on the 30th of June, as it does for Celtic. Uh, but the accounts won't be out for you know up to six months later. So it's too early to see... You know, whether this is a fantastic 
dawn of a new era or whether it's just more of the same. If the strip deal is as good as as, as, as Dave King is implying, uh, and uh, and it seems to me that it's been accepted pretty much by the uh, by by the media in Scotland that it's a good thing, and it's been widely reported that that will add five million quid to Rangers coffers every year. Uh, now I don't know whether that's fanciful uh, in the extreme or whether it's uh, just a wee bit over optimistic or whether it's just uh, more nonsense because there, there has been a lot of that has has come out, but but it certainly can't do them any harm to uh, to to get Ashley off their back, can it? Well, what's uh, what is the well maybe, but what what is the alternative? I'm not aware of any new kit deal being announced. All I'm aware of is that uh, Mike Ashley has sold his equity interest in Rangers for an undeclared price. We're not sure what the price is. Has anybody verified what they were sold for? Uh, And we don't know what price the people bought the shares at. But that doesn't do anything good for Rangers other than perhaps get an irritant uh, out of the equation. At the end of the day, what the point I was making is that the club needs money. No matter where you are on the Scottish football spectrum, I don't think anybody would dispute the fact that Rangers needs money, i.e. investment. And nobody that supports Rangers can break out the champagne corks until that investment is in the bank. So that announcement, if there's going to be a new investment, has yet to be made. That's the most important thing of all. Anything else is just spin and bluster. As ever, trying to see what the big picture here is. Everybody thought that King was was in borrowed time, including both you and I. And and uh, and it seemed to us that uh, that he'd be looking for uh, for some sort of exit, especially after his his worries and his woes with the with the takeover panel. But he appears, he appears anyway at face value to have got to have got rid of Ashley. What I find curious is why would Ashley, after being at war and all sorts of litigation war with uh, Rangers and Dave King over the past couple of years. Why would he suddenly just get up and walk away? Or, or as, as somebody said in the Evening Times, that, that it appears that tanks have a reverse gear? Well, if he's changed his position, and he never says what his position is, but if you accept that pretext, he's changed his position, he will have changed his position because something has happened. And the big development that has happened remains unresolved. That big development is the intervention of the takeover panel in the affairs of Rangers. That's a big development. And at the end of the day, uh, Mr. King has been told he has to make an offer for all of the equity in Rangers International. And it's very likely that if he doesn't do that, he will be cold-shouldered. And everybody... And anything that has anything to do with him will be cold-shouldered as well, so to speak. So that is the big elephant in the room uh, as far as ingoing investment to Rangers is concerned. It's the big elephant in the room as far as the future of Rangers is concerned. And it remains unresolved. It's a question mark. Nobody knows for sure how it will pan out. Perhaps Mr. Ashley's taken a view on how it will pan out and if he has taken 27.5 pence per share, which is unsubstantiated, that's 7.5 pence more than the offer that Dave King's been compelled to make. Yeah. That makes it a good deal. 
So, but you can't. Who knows with with Mike Ashley? You don't know. It's all speculation. I just I just put forward a hypothesis. Well, we've also uh, hypothesised that uh, that because of King's problems with the takeover panel, because of this impending cold shouldering, that it would be impossible for him to or and Rangers whilst he was still associated with them to go to the city looking for investment but perhaps the, the this new guy which many Rangers fans uh, appear to think possibly might be a Chinese sugar daddy uh, because they could buy into Rangers privately without any share issue couldn't they and um, and that, that could be problem solved well what I said is the one thing that is absolutely clear is that Rangers need money and a lot of it if this new chap that's bought the share stake in Rangers off Mike Ashley is a man with money as you have so described it may well be he is the answer to Rangers problems and Rangers become a, a quintessentially Chinese football club that may well be the case but you don't know the point is it's all speculation at the moment until somebody produces money and lots of it it's all speculation, hype, etc. What about the, um, the 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 attack on Celtic's achievement by Dave King? I, uh, after it seemed to me that they, they had quite a good week, that Rangers appeared to have quite a good week, and and then all of a sudden he, he has a go at Celtic and basically by implication uh, every other club in Scotland, um, you know, by suggesting that uh, the only thing that really matters is Celtic's rivalry with Rangers. I defy any Celtic fan not to have laughed at that. I mean, as somebody said, you know, uh, that means Real Madrid never won the Champions League 12 times because they didn't beat Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes you laugh. But, so but, I, 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 I think it's a funny thing rather than an annoying thing. Also makes me think, though, is it, is it deliberate trolling of uh, of people, of, of Celtic fans, of Aberdeen fans, of Hearts fans, or, or is it somebody who's just really clumsy? I don't know. I'm not qualified to answer answer that question. I don't know why somebody would say something as comedic as that. I I think uh, the best I can get is just the latest guy, and you get them in football clubs everywhere. He wants to play to the the gallery. You know, I can see him in in my metaphorically in Las Vegas at the the NARSA convention, basically telling the audience what they want to hear. Uh, lots of people do that and lots of football clubs is not unique in that respect and and I think the comment about the ten in the row and the two in the row etc should be viewed in that vein i i don't I don't think it's a a big deal it's it's funny the, he also said of course uh, in the course of the week that he david King this is said that he and other shareholders had put up uh, more funds in order to buy some of the new players that uh, that Pedro Cachina has has brought in earlier than, than one would have expected. I mean, I, I was thinking that perhaps if they were going to put in more money, it would be after the season ticket money had run out. But it appears that he's claiming that he's put the money in, even although the season ticket money is rolling in at the moment. Well, again, it's one of the benefits, if you want to call it that, of not being on aim, and that is you can make statements and you don't have to justify them publicly. I don't know whether it's true. I don't know whether it's not true. Again, I always look for uh, important verification documents. The last set of accounts basically told you that this time last year, uh, Mark Warburton signed 11 players 
at a cost of three million pounds. You wouldn't find out how much uh, the uh, Caccino, I think that's his name, his experiment has cost, how many players he's signed by the time the window closes, uh, and how much it's cost, you'll find out when they put the accounts out. Uh, because that is a, an, that's an important document that uh, specifies you know facts rather than spin. So again, at this time of year, that's when your uh, cash balance is at its highest because you've taken all your season ticket money in. Uh, this is true of all clubs, uh, uh, but over the course of the season, the the bank balance gets depleted. Last season, you know, Rangers had to top it up with loans from specified individuals. Um, the prospect of that being repeated this season uh, is strong because there's not really been any change in the dynamic, you know. Uh, so I don't expect, uh, financially anyway, there to be much difference uh, this season and in the financial year that's ending. Uh, and the one that's starting than, than in previous years. In, in previous years, when we, we've been talking about the uh, about the Rangers saga, that you have been uh, fairly equivocal in terms of it could go one way or the other for the uh, for them. You've been um, very much a harbinger of doom because you, you you thought they were on their last legs. Is is, is anything that's happened last week giving you cause to think that uh, that, that things are more hopeful for them? Not really. I, I, I don't think I've said what you've suggested. I said they're in their last legs. What I've basically said is that the club, from it's, it's clear from the, the club's accounts that it's hemorrhaging money. And it's clear from the club's accounts that it can only continue with loans from directors and, and key investors. That's what the accounts say. Uh, so that's the basis of any, any comments I'm making. So unless there's a, a fundamental change in the situation, uh, that is an ongoing scenario. Spend more than you earn and finance the difference through director's loans. Uh, that's the situation that, that exists just now. The situation would only change if Rangers cut their costs and got to... Uh, near a break-even, or a substantial amount of new investment came in via uh, the gentleman in Hong Kong or, or indeed somebody else. But again, you've got to look at what any third-party new investor has been asked to invest in. Again, you look at the balance sheet, you look at the takeover panel cloud hanging over uh, the chairman uh, and de facto the club uh, and the fact that most football clubs and Rangers are not alone in this most football clubs are not particularly attractive investments they don't tend not to pay dividends and they tend not to be growing value unless they're being taken over also the the club shares are not listed in any recognised stock exchange so you know it's not the, the most attractive investment for financial institutions. <clears throat> I can understand and accept it would be attractive to Rangers fans who are looking at this uh, in an emotional sense rather than a financial sense. So they're potential investors. 
also, you know, maybe attractive to, you know, what's called, uh, you know, a trophy investor who's not really buying it for its investment merits. They're buying it for, you know, the status that gives them and the publicity that it gives them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, an oligarch comes into that uh, or a, an oil, a Qatari oil person comes in, it comes into that the sphere as well. So, it, it is, as you can see, it's a very fluid situation and at the end of the day, uh, given the progress Celtic have made and continue to make, Rangers really do need a, a significant new investment in order to uh, narrow the financial gap and, uh, and uh, from their perspective, narrow the, the, the footballing gap. And, and until that happens, it's all speculation. That, that's what I was going to say, because basically, I think, that, that to summarise your position, it's that, that, that nothing very much has changed from an evidentiary basis anyway. Yes, that's basically what, I, what I'm saying. Until uh, the accounts are produced for the year that ends this week, and until the takeover panel situation is resolved... It's, it's still a pretty muddy situation. And you're quite correct, uh, tanks can't reverse. Because I remember watching Kelly's Heroes and Donald Sutherland couldn't get the tank to go backwards, or the German guy in the tank couldn't get it to go backwards. So you're, I agree with that. I encourage you to take in a subscription out for the Evening Times, <laughs> because apparently, apparently they reversed there. But David, thanks very much again uh, for, your, uh, for your input, and uh, no doubt we'll speak soon. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. I'm taking two main points from my chat with David Lowe. One, there's no evidence-based information that new money is coming into Rangers. And two, Ashley has changed his position. If he has, because something significant enough to make him do that has either happened or is going to happen. Maybe something regarding the takeover panel case or the Supreme Court decision. I don't know, but perhaps all of that will come out in the wash. Everything else is basically nonsense that's been cut and pasted into daily newspapers directly from a Level 5 press release. Of course, there'll be more in this, but right now, not very much has changed. Rangers are still playing poker, this time with the season ticket money in the hope that a trophy investor will come along. Had Julian Woolhart bought all of Ashley's shares, I may have thought he was a serious candidate for that trophy, but my feeling is that he is a King Associate, probably not endowed with great wealth, either on or off the radar. For now then, the saga goes on. Of course, I could be wrong, but I think Ashley has headed for the hills because he didn't want to be around when things got worse. And I think Dave King's later interventions with regard to taxi drivers and ten in a row and so on and so forth are nothing other than deflection to take people's eye off the ball that is the detail of the new strip deal. We'll be back with TWM in August, uh, although before that uh, we hope to be presenting a special programme featuring the Scottish Football Supporters Association director Paul Goodwin. Meanwhile, don't forget that you can subscribe to the SFM podcast, including the weekly monitor, and you can do that at podcast.sfm.scot or on iTunes. It's free, so please go there to subscribe and have a look at our previous stuff. So that's it for now. My thanks to David Lowe and to you for being at one once again with TWM at SFM.scot. I've been John Cole and I'll see you next time.